this is Object to This, an Ace Attorney fan cast. I'm Stephanie. Not sure what that chewy part is, but I'm into it. I'm Michelle, and uh, I'm controversially white chocolate with cookie bits, but not Oreos in it. What's the cookie bit? What is the cookie bits indeed? <laughs> I was going to say something with b- mystery bits, and I was like, I don't want to talk about being mystery bits. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're firmly cookie bits, but what are the cookie bits? Infinite questions. Infinite questions. No answers. No, but I'm not searching for them, honestly. (laughs) Well, I'm not even going to pretend I don't know the news, but we actually have news, uh, and we are going to speak in depth today about the news of Capcom and what happened. Uh, We're probably going to just be really serious for an episode here and not really do a lot of of goofums and jokeums. Uh, and we might have some goofums and jokeums afterwards, but let's just hit the news running, I think. Yeah, let's hit the news running. Okay, so a lot of people have seen out there that something happened with DGS. Is really probably, if you're coming into this with any information, you either have the full information or you're coming into this going, oh my god, something happened with DGS. So here's here's what had happened. Um, Capcom got hit with a massive ransomware attack. Um... Uh, the ransomware is like very strategic and specially targeted at them. Uh, they took down their entire server to try and stop the ransomware attack. It didn't work. So the people ransoming, ransoming them got away with uh, a lot of information, which is including but not limited to their entire game's lineup for the next four years, including source code for many of those games a lot of their confidential business contracts the personal identifying information for over 350,000 people including all employees of Capcom and anyone who's called into the Capcom like helpline in the past I don't know how many years not money no credit card data they say because that was um handled by an outside third-party firm that was not attacked. So, but just, you know, address, name, email, stuff like that. So still personal identifying information. Um, The ransomware demand was $11 million, which I've seen different reporting on this. I've seen $11 million and I've seen $19 million. Either way, Capcom has not, has said they are not going to succumb to that ransom demand. They are working with Lots and lots of people, agencies, private companies all over the world to try and figure this out. One of the things that was leaked that you care about if you're listening to this podcast is uh, this was leaked. And I say leaked. Leaked is a bad word. We're going to say it accidentally probably. But basically the the hackers who got the information dumped it all on the internet to try and persuade them to pay the ransom. One of the things that was dumped onto the internet was that Capcom planned in some point in the future to release a box set of the remastered original trilogy and DGS 1 and 2 for PlayStation 4 and the Switch. And at this point, I think I've I seen court records mention that a localization is included in that Um so I believe court records. I don't speak Japanese, so I've seen the picture, but I can't, you know, I can't translate it. So it sounds, it does sound like there was going to be in the future, maybe at some point, 
a box set release for PS4 and Switch of the OG trilogy and DGS 1 and 2 localized to English. And I just want to clear people up in case you're like, DGS is which acronym? It's the Grandpappy Phoenix Games. Yeah, the Grandpappy Games. So Daigyakuten Saiban, the Great Ace Attorney is what the translators have called it. We don't know what the official English name will be, but yeah, it's about Phoenix's great-grandpappy in in uh, Meiji-era Japan, hanging out with Sherlock Holmes. That game. And the second one. So, lots of people are excited. Lots of people are like, oh my god, we're gonna get DGS. So exciting. Let's pump the brakes because one this is all bad and two this was never officially announced and so it also could just disappear they could can't they could scrap it at any time just because any of this stuff was dumped on the internet uh by hackers certainly doesn't make it real yet that being said an official localization could be coming and that's cool we don't know when um and according to Kevin, who has done some work with video games and localization recently, uh, they think that it is likely that it's not going to be scrapped completely because of the cheapness, essentially, of localizing something and putting it out. We don't know any of that for sure. We don't know how Capcom works. We don't know any of that. But that's the news. Yeah, so in development still is what Capcom is going to do going forward, because as far as we can tell, the hack is still has still locked all of this information from Capcom. Do you want to talk about the type of hack it is, Michelle? It's a, it's a ransomware. So usually with ransomware, what goes on is um, a hacker will get into an official server and it will encrypt all of the files in the server uh, so that they can't be opened unless you have a specific hash code or or similar. Anyway, they've changed the file type to my super secret hacking file type, right? And you can't open it until you give me money and then I'll give you the code to get into it. So Capcom not giving them money. Instead, they're working with people to try and decrypt the ransomware. Presumably. Listen, this is all what I know about ransomware, which is what I have learned from the podcast Darknet Diaries. So, <laughs> so more than I know. So any insight is, I'm sure, appreciated. Yeah. So, I mean, like, functionally speaking, pretend somebody changed all of your JPEGs into PDFs and you don't know what to do. Because they're all locked. <laughs> and you have to pay them in Bitcoin to get them to change it back. Um, yeah. So hopefully, I mean, they're working with, like, the FBI and stuff. So hopefully they can at enough intelligence agencies and um, private, you know, data privacy firms and stuff can help them get through this. White hat hackers can help them reverse it. But right now, we haven't heard shit from Capcom since they said, you know, we're resisting the hack. Yeah. Um, And how long ago from this, like, recording date did this hack occur? Let me look at court records, Twitter official statements. Okay, November 15th in the late evening is when I heard about it and when court records posted about it. The The f- attack was on November 2nd. We found about it November 15th, but they were first attacked on November 2nd. We're recording on November 23rd, so yeah. it is possible that there have been developments between now and when the episode comes out. I kind of, at this point, I doubt it. Like, I don't think Capcom is going to be giving everyone play-by-plays on this. 
Yeah, it's, I don't think so. Yeah, they might because of the data privacy, like because of the amount of personal information that was stolen, they might give updates on that. Uh, so maybe look out. But Possibly. what I keep seeing repeatedly is news sources and YouTubers and everything just doing like articles reviewing all of the dumped information in a, in a way that I will call a little bit tasteless. Yeah. Here, I'm on one right here for this, which is like Capcom's gaming lineup for the next four years. Well, there's two, I guess there's two ways of looking at this, which is like um, court records took the stance that because this is unofficial and because it was illegally dumped, we're not going to talk about it. And I respect that. I feel like people need to know, though, because otherwise, I like, I wanted to go into it in detail here for y'all, because uh, otherwise people will be in the streets celebrating localized DB- DGS, and I think that while there should be, uh, I think you should have 10% excitement and 90%, you know, that 2020 vibe we all be feeling all the time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. And I will say that, like, it is a lot of misleading things. A lot of headlines are sensationalizing the data because they're saying it's a leak. And traditionally, when we think of a leak, somebody got an email, someone got a review copy, someone's grandma opened their mouth and said something, and now we all have heard about it. Right. You know, and that is the traditional form of a leak. And this is much, much more serious and detrimental to the company. A friend of the podcast, GP, had texted me, literally crawling out from under a rock, you hear about the leak. And I told him about, oh, this is actually, like, a hack. This is bad. And his question to me was, is this what happened to Investigations 2? And that's, like, or something like this that means we ha- that's why we don't get Investigations 2. And Investigations 2 is just it did not make money, so they didn't give us the second one. Yeah, I think that's pretty, like, ma- like confirmed. As far as we know, Investigations 2, 100% the reason is because they didn't think that the English market, like, translating it would make up for the cost. Because yeah. they weren't going to make any money on it. And uh, Jams did, uh, like, with very cautious description, like, somebody did compile all of the Ace Attorney-related information that came from the leak, and I did skim it, uh, and we're not going to go over it, but just that, like, there is more than just the announcement, so it is more potential damaging things that could happen to the Ace Attorney franchise. We're obviously speaking in ifs and buts, but Michelle and I have been in this fandom for so long that we're just cautious and we're not necessarily the most optimistic people about what this is all gonna play out like and and we have come down from full panic basically because when this came out the as much as the twitter trends were excited when this came out my immediate response was well this is scrapped and we're never gonna get it now like that ace attorney is the lowest rung on the ladder where like below Apollo as far (laughs) as the entire franchise. And so the first thing that's going to get cut, this was my initial reaction was the first thing getting cut. They're not going to cut resident evil. (laughs) They're going to cut us. So I've come to a more middle ground in, in the reaction space to this, but yeah, my initial reaction was this is going to kill it. This is going to kill the localization. It will never get it. That was also my gut reaction, but just because Capcom has hurt us so badly, and we don't, we're not going to come over here, we're not going to party, we're also not trying to doom and gloom any sort of future news. If the future news is officially announced, 
you know. Oh, we'll be partying the streets for sure. We'll partying the streets. Um, but we are we are going to take the same stance more or less that court records is taking, which is let's not review all this sensitive information. I understand Capcom is a company, and you know it's what you know another big thing in there in the world where it's like ah it's a corporation, but it's a yeah. corporation that brings us a lot of joy. So let's just be a little, we'll be a little respectful here and yeah. just, we're just going to wait and see what happens. And to say that in a different way is like, I'm no friend or fan of, of corporations as much as the next millennial with $100,000 of student loan debt. But uh, these hackers have chosen to extort a video game company and steal the personal information of people like who called into their helpline, who applied to jobs there. Instead, you know, these hackers could have uh, could have stolen a bunch of people's medical debt and wiped it off the face of the internet, right? But instead they chose to extort a video game company. So, like, the my line here is if hackers were good, they would do good, and these ones aren't. Like, it's not, a, it's not you know, leaking source code for Resident Evil VR is not, like, magnanimous... Yeah. I and Capcom has done us dirty in the past, but I'm not gonna I'm gonna side with Capcom on this one because uh, they're the victim here, and it's not like these hackers are doing anything good with it. Yeah, and like you said, it was a it was a strategic and planned and uh, tailor made tailor made yeah hack, which is which means like this has been thought through extensively. And it seems to me from what I can hear, people are just like, but what was the goal? Money. The, the money, but then you dump all the information on the internet. What's the goal? Well, as from what I've been seeing is it's they're, they're dumping more and more as we go. On the 15th, um, when I first saw stuff, I went on to like a shady Reddit subthread that had corralled all the information. And it was, you know, some source code from this, some source code from this. You know, the, this Ace Attorney announcement and this and this. And then now the article I just looked at that said Capcom's next four game, like four years of lineup has been leaked. I think that's new. I think that they're trickling out more and more private information of Capcom as this goes along. Which I think in the end will be damaging to all those people whose personal information will be leaked then. Is that kind of the trajectory that we might I, see i think i mean that to to some extent there's only so much like i think it will be potentially damaging to everyone whose personal information was leaked but at the same time theoretically another thing that can ha happen with the ransomware is that there's a time limit to it and if you are, do not pay or decrypt it by the time limit they start deleting stuff ah uh. so they're Leaking it little by little, which is interesting because then Capcom could recover what has been dumped on the internet, right? Right. Potentially. But the other option is if you don't pay us, we're going to start mass deleting your server. Hopefully Capcom has backups, but we don't know if this is the backup server that got, you know, we don't yeah, know. What, I mean, we don't have any of the insight of obviously like what we actually, what this ransomware actually is doing and like more information on that like we obviously capcom's not giving that out because why would they right, um, of course yeah and and nor should they and so this is all all speculative at this point but um it is and they haven't said it and that's probably for the safety of the 
decryption investigation as well is if there's a time limit by which they have to pay otherwise everything will get deleted that might be the end game because the end game of these hackers is to get that 11 or 19 million dollars i wish i had a funny goof now but i do not (laughs) yeah i got i mean like we joked we joked about the drought and then it's like not like this yeah we joked about having a drought and then we got hit with a literal hurricane on our it's, tiny little island in, like, the middle of the Sahara. But the hurricane is not drinkable. It's not potable water. It's no, like, it's salt water. It's acid rain or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I I don't... I mean, this is all... This all sounds really bad. And we're kind of being really serious about it. But I don't want to... I mean, you shouldn't spend your waking hours worried about Capcom. You know, what happens, happens think about it this way from the perspective of let's say everything gets deleted right so the source code for dgs exists dgs is a published game if the localization gets deleted or the port like files to switch into ps4 get deleted that is easily you know it it's having to redo work that you've already done but it's relatively easy compared to you know making an a vr engine from scratch or i can't i i can't think of another game besides resident evil that was included (laughs) wasn't some devil may cry information yeah so making a devil may cry from scratch we're in that regard we're lucky and this is how kevin was trying to talk me down from the ledge at the time (laughs) yeah in that regard we are lucky we are a simple game we're a, a Dumb, dumb visual novel about lawyers. Uh, We're already published. It's easy to localize if you've actually chosen to do it. If they've paid Sherlock Holmes for the license or whatever, like the Conan Doyle estate for the licenses, that those contracts don't go away if you just deleted the files. They still exist. So uh, if everything is in place to localize, even if you set us back a couple of months or weeks in the localization process, it doesn't necessarily mean they'll pull the plug and that work is easily redone even if it sets us back in time and cost so that's a bright side as opposed to like say the entirety of a new installment of a game including all the models and everything gets deleted that's huge whereas dgs exists in the world so yeah so if we ever hear more about it we'll be sure to report it but right now this is what we've got and we're just going to kind of keep going with what we do know is confirmed officially by Capcom. Yeah. I hope that y'all can stay informed as well as you can about it, too, if you're interested. Or if you're not interested, just, you know, catch us next month. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. All right. Signing off. You homie here. No. Uh, uh, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to go deep within myself. Deep oh, yeah. within the well of my being. To just be find a little spark of joy, a little spark of humor. Deep in the well of humor. Deep, deep down. Look, so, the drought has not ended. It has just gotten worse. And what do we do to fix the drought? I ask stupid questions. (laughs) Oh, I love stupid questions with Michelle. (laughs) I ask stupid questions. Stupid hypothetical questions that nobody wanted an answer for. And yet, goddammit, I guess they're very thought-provoking. Because everybody wants to give us answers for my stupid questions. So, if you have not joined us for the stream, 
at one point we were having stream difficulties. I think something was happening. Anyway, I asked the stupid question in advance of Halloween. What would everyone's favorite candy be? We touched on this a little last episode because we were like, Miles and Gregory, what would their favorite candy be? Baby Miles. Because Miles is Miles was a broken child who probably didn't want candy, but his dad kept trying to give him some. Yeah. So this week's stupid question is, what's everyone's favorite candy from Ace Attorney? It's true. And uh, Maddie gave us some answers. Oh. But mostly she wrote down what we said on the stream and then she just, and what she decided on. Which is so. helpful because we brought it up on the stream and the stream chat and us were going back and forth. So go ahead. So. We'll start, we'll start with the main man, Phoenix Wright. We said, like, peanut M&M's. Just, like, a good, reliable candy. I still agree with that, I think. Yes. I think so. I think, I think Phoenix enjoys many candies. Yes. I think the older he gets, the less he enjoys them. But let's say, like, fresh Phoenix, young Phoenix, he enjoys, like, many candies. But the thing he's buying to put in a bowl in the office... He definitely is buying to put in a bowl in the office, and he probably has to buy a new bag... Constantly. <laughs> Constantly, because not just because of Maya coming in and eating everything, but like just because he'll he'll pop them in while he's like reading a case file. Yeah. So I agree with that. Uh, Maya, she'll eat anything, but Twizzlers are her favorite. I think I think this is good, but I also think Maya would be a sour person. I don't think she would be like a warhead sour person. No, but person, like a sour punch like- straws. But like a sour punch straw, like just a little bit of sour. Yeah. Um, I also think she would enjoy a jawbreaker. I don't know why. Probably because she would try to actually bite through them. I thought you thought Pearl would enjoy a jawbreaker. Oh, possibly. Well, oh, no, because what we settled for Pearl was those candies from the Grave of the Firefly. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also sour candies. I think that Faze would like a sour candy. What can I say? I think it's because you can picture them all, like, making a sour face. Yeah, and also they're sheltered, so, like, imagine trying a sour candy. Like, I'm sure they've had, like, candy (laughs) or chocolate in their sheltered lives, but, like, imagine you've never had anything like it before and you have a Sour Patch Kid for the first time. (laughs) I will say right now, my mouth is, like, filling up with saliva (laughs) as if I am eating a sour candy. (laughs) And I am definitely not. Um, Let's see, okay. Let's go. Let's continue with the main game. Uh, okay, so Apollo, we said sweet tarts are, and smarties, and I agree with that still. Yeah. I think occasionally he'd go for like a really fancy chocolate with like a mousse filling in it. That's for like um, a holiday, right? Yeah, but that's like for a holiday. Like he likes to treat himself to that. Yeah. Um, Athena, we said she liked candy corn and ring pops. <laughs> I stand by that ring pop thing. Athena's a go. Athena's a a gal on the go, <laughs> and so she needs something portable. I think Athena would also. I don't know what the candy version of Fruit by the Foot is, but bubble there is tape. one that's like it. Like not bubble. Oh, she might like bubble tape, <laughs> but then I would picture not Athena using like eating bubble tape correctly on purpose to make Apollo mad. What's the right way to eat bubble tape? You, like, you know, unroll it, break off a little piece and chew it. She'd open the whole fucking thing and take a bite out of it. Oh. The, she would bite the, the ring, you mean? Yeah, she'd bite She'd bite it like a, like a sandwich kind of deal, and you're definitely not supposed to do like that. Like a donut. She, yeah, like a donut or something. Uh, 
And she would do that to piss Apollo off, 120%. Oh, yeah. But I think there's, like, a sour candy version of this. I think Athena would also enjoy some sour candies. She doesn't strike me nearly as much as a chocolate person. No, she strikes me as a, a fruity candy person, though. So, but sour and fruity usually go hand in hand. Yeah, so sour, fruity candy. Uh, I think she does enjoy candy corn still. I do. It's not her favorite, <laughs> I think, but she does enjoy it. And no one else in the office agrees with her. I, I will say I will say that. I'm sure she also eats a lot of candy that like that, or eats the bubble tea barong and then insists that's how they do it in Europe, right? <laughs> that's how that's how she trolls Apollo. Is Apollo's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's not how you eat bubble tape. And she's like, this is how they everyone in Germany does it. And like it's gonna be when like Athena then um Emma comes to the office to visit, and Apollo be like, Emma, Emma, Emma. How do people eat bubble tape in Germany? <laughs> it will be like, you just, like, bite it. You eat it like a donut. Yeah, Emma would 100% like be on board with this. <laughs> Absolutely. Without this prior discussion, they'd get it instantly. And so it would also be like, Emma, does everyone in Germany like uh, candy corn? And, and she'd be like, yeah, they eat it very delicately one color at a time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, the whole... The whole- the whole team is definitely trying to gaslight him, yes, especially those yes. two, I think, together. Uh, Emma, we said her favorite candy bar would be Crunch Bars, and I think that still yeah. is true. She would like a chocolate. She eats the snack who's like munch, 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 so I right. think she definitely likes a crunchy. Something with She's a like crunchy. a Crunch Bar, and... or a Kit Kat, yeah. or Pocky. You know, she likes all of the things that got a crunch to it. Yeah. Um, she does not like caramels, probably, because they are the opposite. They're just chewy. Yeah. We'll go down that that line. Uh, Clavier, we were like, uh, probably just the M&Ms with the brown ones removed. <laughs> and I don't think that's true. I think we could do better on that one. Yes. Well, and like everybody always like famously says the brown M&Ms and whatever band that actually does that. Oh, what band does some, it? Yeah, some band has it in their rider that you have to mo- remove all the M&Ms. Like the of Please one color, kiss. but I heard also that putting weird dumb shit in your writer is actually to make sure that they read it, so you don't fall through the stage or something. That's exactly what I was about to say. Just in case people don't know why that story exists or anything like that, just to educate y'all. In case you didn't, and if you knew, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's just to make sure that they're reading your contract and then your lights don't fall off in the middle of the show and you like get severely injured because it was a common problem for a while during concerts in, like, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So instead they put some dumb shit in their contract, like, take out all the brown M&Ms, and so that way they'll know when they get to the room whether their inst- all their instructions have been followed or not, right? Or if they need to go double-check everything. Yeah. And that's really what it was. It wasn't to go be divas and yell at everybody. It was to make sure that they could double-check everything to be safe then. Yeah. Um, Especially but, in the seventies when everyone was doing like pyrotechnic fire shit and craziness, yeah. And now it's just like splatoon holograms on stage with you, so you know nothing's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like they and they had to like test those a hundred times, otherwise your splatoon hologram is going to be in seven places at once yeah. and pixely AF. Um, I'm gonna look up this band because I want to know what band it is. It's Van Halen. Van Halen, famous rockers. All right. Uh, so I. I think he would enjoy a chewy caramel type candy. See, Clavier Peg is a, is a I don't like milk chocolate, only dark chocolate type of person. Not because he's more sophisticated, but because he wants to be more sophisticated. 
you know? See, I, I, yeah, I just think he wants, he, he'll eat a dark chocolate, but I think he actually likes something a little more fun. Well, what he probably likes is, uh, like, those Valentine's packs, right? He likes, he likes a, a variety. Oh, the mystery. A ver- he likes the mystery of a variety chocolate pack, right? I am claiming your Gavin then. I fucking <laughs> love those things. I love having all like the little the little directory that's like, ooh, this one's a raspberry mousse and ooh, this one's a carrot. Like I fucking love yeah, that. That's shit. what I see. And then Claver Gavin will tell you, like, oh uh, my favorite in those is the dark chocolate ones, but really he wants a variety pack so that he can have all of them, you know? Yes. 120% Claiborne and Gavin is that person, and I, I Stephanie, am also that person. You can send Valentine's Day chocolates to my address in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> I also enjoy that, but I don't think as much as you. I just love a, I love candy, baby. Yeah, I do. Too. <laughs> I do. I would say same. Uh, now let's go over his brother, Christoph, who probably does like some bullshit ger- fancy German chocolate Christoph that's or, actually he, German. Or like Swiss, or is it Swiss, Swedish, Swiss? Swiss chocolate, I think, is the classy the one. The fanciest. I, yeah. Whatever it is, he's only eating the most fancy, fancy, like, Meiji Black Label chocolate. Oh, yeah. And they're in the smallest squares possible. Yeah. And if it has gold like, leaf on it, even better. Yeah. Uh, now to get away from the Apollo game, let's go, or I guess let's transition over to Trucy here. We said Kit Kats and M&M's. I think those she enjoys those but i think she enjoys those i also see her as a white chocolate girl um because uh because yeah. uh extremely sweet but still cho- still in the chocolate department not the fruity department but like a white chocolate yeah i think i think that 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 kind of fits i could also see her beat into bubble gum yeah i could see that yeah so not necessarily candy. I feel like bubble, but you know, tangential. Man, gum chewer uh, versus non gum chewer is so much like umbrella versus raincoat. <laughs> That's just like a fundamental personality thing. I guess so. I just I really more things about Stephanie. I really enjoy chewing gum, but I often get to the point where I will chew gum and then I'll just constantly bite the inside of my mouth and make it bleed. That I have to stop chewing gum. That's terrible. Yeah, no, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> and it's not like, oh, I've been chewing a piece of gum for half an hour. It's like, oh, I'll eat, chew gum like three days in a row. And on day four, I, my mouth, I've just ripped it to shreds. That's the same piece of gum for three days, right? No, no, okay. no. No, different, new piece of gum every time. Okay. I am not, I am not, who is it from Willy Wonka? Um, Veruca? No. It's, it's not, it's not Violet. It's the only name no, I remember. Is Violet. Is it Violet? Yeah. Who chews the same piece of gum? Oh, yeah, Violet, that's... Violet. Yeah, her. Okay, yeah, she's the one who chews the gum. I am not that nasty Violet girl. Violet Beauregard is her name. Yes. Um, absolutely not that girl. I will. I just like. I just forget how to chew, and it just like becomes a war zone in there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to tell you about it. It's just I'm I, I'm broken, but I do enjoy me a stick of gum. Uh, let's move on. K Faraday, we said gummy bears. I feel like that's accurate. Yeah, gummy. Anything like something gummy. And it I like we're doing very American candies, so sorry you everyone else in the world. But um the Japanifornian aspect of that would be like your they make they have a lot of gummy candy over there. She'd be all about that gummy like lychee. Yeah, she'd like gummy lychee bears, the, yeah, gummy bears, everything. Peacho rings, like she'd like it all. Gummy worms. Peachos. Did you say peachos? 
I did. It's okay. Gummy sharks. Gummy shark. Oh, gummy sharks. Those are good. Um, we got a couple more that we covered, which were uh, Franzi. We also said she'd she'd have like the fancy chocolate bar, also probably Swiss. Yeah. Um, I feel like Franzi might have a guilty, like a a generic guilty pleasure candy and it's that she sometimes eats. mounds. <laughs> Franzi strikes me as a coconut enthusiast. <laughs> what what a phrase! <laughs> A coconut enthusiast. So a mounds is like coconut, dried coconut flakes um, covered in chocolate. Like coconut cream, I guess, sort of. It's like coconut mixed with like condensed milk or yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then coated in chocolate. Uh, Dark chocolate, quote unquote. Quote unquote. I think it, yeah, not an almond joy, a mounds. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I feel like she'd also like, she accidentally got... Or, like, somehow was at a movie theater and someone got her a pack of snowcaps. And she might weirdly like those. <laughs> but only in the dark. But only in the dark. Like, the, <laughs> the most secret guilty pleasure. If Francie's taking herself to a movie and it's a movie she doesn't want anyone to know she's seen, she goes incognito, buys herself a snack, a pack of snowpacks, and sits in the back. I, <laughs> I don't know why I have this, this very specific scenario for Francie, but... I think, and I think she's going to go watch, like... An action movie. Like, she doesn't want to go see a chick flick. No. She wants to go see, like, the next, uh, uh, what, what are the car movies called? Fast and uh, the Furious. Yeah, the next Fast and Furious. Uh, okay, two more here. We got Gumshoe. We said Hershey's, but he has too many salary, salary cuts to afford it. I do think he enjoys just a plain-ass Hershey's bar. Yeah, just normal Cadbury's or Hershey's or whatever bar you got that one. Or the Kisses. Sometimes someone will give him a, a Hershey's kiss. Yeah. Uh, and then Judgy, we said he enjoys chocolate-covered pretzels. He sure does. And he probably sure chocolate-covered raisins. Uh, and then the two jams popped in to say, which is, uh, Maya probably eats Mike and Ike's. Interesting, because Mike and Ike's are a black licorice flavor thing. I feel that Maya and Pearl used to eat Mike and Ike's because that was the candy they got at Karain. Don't they have a fruity Mike and Ike's, too, though? I think they do now, but I'm going to say that they gave them the classic one, and so that's why the girls didn't grow up eating candy, because <laughs> yeah. no one should like Mike and Ike's. I did have a friend in law school like Mike and Ike's. Is this the one who was homeschooled? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not that not homeschooling, just that this fits with the rest it, of what I know about the her. profile, right? Of, no, but the same profile of Maya. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> What's a luchador and I like Mike and Ike's? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's the thing that they grew up eating. They have a, ta- a nostalgic taste for, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Uh, and Apollo would eat after eights, which are these dark chocolate minty squares. So I do think Apollo would like a, a mint chocolate. I do too. Like an Andy's mint situation. I think I've heard of after eights before. But yeah, I think it is like very similar to a... Andy's mint. I don't think I've heard of after eights, but possibly they're the ones that you get in restaurants sometimes. Yeah, or the other brand, the other non-Andy's brand. York peppermint patties. Oh, I enjoy me a York peppermint patty, but I don't like the big ones. I, I've only once gotten a full-size York peppermint patty, and that's too much. <laughs> but the little baby ones, those are perfect. Yeah, Yorks are good. I'll never get them on purpose but if i if a york happens to me i will eat 
Yeah, I think that's about where I am with the York. I don't even know where you buy Yorks anymore. At the grocery I store, I think, at the line. Have you have you seen them in a checkout? I do self-checkout what if I have to go, so I don't know. I buy too much shit for self-checkout. Yeah, I... <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I... But uh, I haven't scoped the line for specifically York peppermint patties, but I, I know in my heart they're still there. Because I'm usually looking at the gum, because that's where the checkout belt is, so... I am also usually looking at the gum and then relive the horror of myself. Um, the other thing that uh, Jams also threw our way was uh, a ranking of best moms. We're going to hold off of that until we have finished this game, I think. Yeah, I think we should. Um, there's going to be some contenders from this game in that list. So maybe yeah. just one. Uh, but I feel like that's a good that's a good display of Ace Attorney characters and candy. I think so. Uh, I mean, I think we should do Mia and Diego, uh, so so we can cover all our prosecutors. Have we covered all our prosecutors? If we do that, and Simon, Blackwell, and Simon. Uh, well, I think Die- uh, Diego slash Godot would probably appreciate the Japanese like coffee candies that actually taste like coffee, yeah, and just like the the coffee straight ones. Like I know they're sugary, but I think he would still like them. Uh, he'd probably do a dark chocolate espresso bean, es- espresso oh. bean. Sorry, pardon my American right there for a second a dark chocolate covered espresso bean yeah i think so uh and i think that's the thing that they kept in grossberg's office instead of peanut m&ms they kept uh dark covered espresso beans and mia would start popping them on the desk also but of course if he was seen eating one it ruined his street cred for days so (laughs) oh and grossberg eats lemon heads and nothing else oh yeah (laughs) just putting that out there um I think if Mia had a choice, though, I think she would be a mint chocolate kind of person. Yeah, I think I could see that. I can't think of a specific candy aside from the Yorks, previously mentioned Yorks. I think she'd also, though, like, I think she would appreciate a mint chocolate candy. But uh, I also think, like, if I had to pick a candy for her, she probably likes a classic Milky Way. Or Mars Bar in the UK. Not a Snickers? Not, not, well, she might like a Snickers more. She probably would like it because it got the, 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 the peanut bits in there. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I think so. I think that's probably right. And then, uh, well, Manfred doesn't eat. I just, except pancakes, apparently. <laughs> uh, and even then he might not eat those. He might just watch his ch- his child eat them. I think them. Manfred uh, is a firmly no candy person. Yeah. Candies for I, not children. Not even like, not even throat lozenges. No, 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 like no. he's not, he's not into those. Have you heard his voice? Of course, he's not into those. <laughs> yeah, um, no, Manfred is very much. Um, he's not. He's not a toothbrushes on Halloween person, but he is a. If you come near my house on Halloween, there will be consequences. Person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then Blackwell. Is there like a soba-based candy? He's such a weeb. It's so hard. Because if you do his American <laughs> version of him, his Japanifornian version of him, it's just imported candy he can't identify. The weirder the better, right? I think he likes those ramune candies like, that are like... Well, no, like I think he probably likes a ginseng candy. Like, he can't go junior varsity. He has to go like full-ass ginseng candy, you know? I do think he likes the ginseng candies. The ramen is just like it's fizzy, yeah. and I feel like he enjoys that weird pain. If I had to give an American candy, then Pop Rocks. 
just to fill in that weird pain situation. I don't know. If, I don't know. It doesn't feel right to me. That's fair. He's a he's a bird guy. Well, he sure fucking isn't eating gummy worms. He's not eating nothing gummy. I think he grew up with the with those sticks. What are those sticks that you put in the powder? Oh, um, uh, fun dip. Fun dip. When he was a kid, it was about fun dip because then he could use the stick as a sword. Oh, and then you like hold it in your mouth like a toothpick until it yeah, dissolves. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah. So when he was a kid, it was fun dip, but now. As an adult in prison, <laughs> what kind of candy does he? <laughs> yeah, he could, he has ginseng chews. You're right. Or like that rice paper candy. Oh, rice paper candy, man, that's a sad one. Um, but if his Japanese version of him, though, it's probably anything hyper traditional. I think. Yeah, that would be sensible. Uh, also, put out there that Maya probably enjoys pixie sticks far too much. Yeah. We don't know anyone like that. Nope. No <laughs> friends of this podcast. Or nerds. No co-hosts of this podcast. No one on this podcast likes nerds. Uh, Jesse. Speaking. <laughs> In case you were wondering, it's Jesse. it's Jesse. Speaking of nerds, hey all you nerds. Do we have any, wait, have did somebody else? have anything in the emails about the leak that you wanted to talk about? Um. I don't. So the thing, Jams was very cautious uh, and gave us information about the content of the leak. Okay. And agrees that it is scary. Um, and then we got we did get pod stats from a guy named Carlos, who said we're doing very well in Belgium. What? I don't know who Who's signed us Carlos? up for for podstatus.com. I didn't. I sure didn't, but we got a random email from Carlos from Podstat. Hello at podstatus.com. Like so let us know. We are 59. Yeah, I think it's spam, but I kept it to say, in case this is right, we are uh, 59 in the video game category in Belgium podcast feeds. Wow. And 225 in leisure? Who put us in leisure? I don't know. This feels like spam, but I was delightful to read. It is delightful to read. Um, if anyone in Belgium is listening and wants to tell us what everyone's candy would be but Belgian candy, <laughs> please send us an email on object to this podcast at gmail.com or non-Belgian. If anyone is anywhere else in the world and they're like, the fuck are they talking about bubble tape? Then please <laughs> send us your local candy that you think that they would eat. Uh, we'd and pictures, and we'd love to see it. Absolutely. Um, and so you can, like we said, email us. Uh, you can send a message to us at our Tumblr, objectothis.tumblr.com. Uh, thanks to Dark Shadow Rage 2 of the YouTube for our theme song, Hey Pal, Detective Gum 2 Remix. Michelle for the stuff at the end. Uh, and uh, we are still streaming. We are in... The home stretch. The, the home stretch. It's a long stretch. We... Got a little bit of whiplash, I feel, from this last stretch. Uh, stretched so hard that our Discord crashed. But anyway, we're still trucking along on those streams. Um, every Friday, uh, Ravenous Kitty on Twitch. Uh, information's going to be down in the uh, details. And also, if you can't make it to f uh, Friday, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time in America, uh, that's okay. That's what YouTube's for. And we've loaded all the all the episodes up onto YouTube. So you can catch us there, leave a comment, give us a like, makes me feel good, yeah. I look at it. 
And we're reaching, since we're almost to the end, and we'll probably finish before the end of the year, we're right at that nice sweet spot where if you want to, like, slam jam all the YouTube ones and then join us for the end, we're almost there. It's getting really close, but we do expect to be done by the year. We will do a recap of Case 4 and then eventually Case 5. I think we'll talk about the game as a whole, and then uh, we'll see what happens from there. I don't think we'll keep streaming, but... uh, well, yeah, um, I ain't making promises. Yeah, we'll too see, tired. We'll see what happens, but for now, I hope everybody has a safe holiday and and has a good happy time. And we love all good of you. Happy time. And we love all of you. And you can always reach out to us. We are here for you in these times and other times, all times really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. All right. In the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. And that was object to this, so why don't you object to that? Tell me all what you feel